Hello again, Rabbi. Hello, Joe. I heard an interesting story on NPR. Uh, if you're a fan of the moth, I can't yeah. really explain it to you now, but one young woman was telling the story of her father, who was a surgeon, who was injured in a swimming accident and lost the use of one of his arms, which of course is not considered a good thing if you're a surgeon. But through perseverance and training and therapy and his own efforts to overcome the loss of one of his arms, uh, he was able to maintain a career as a surgeon. So that got me to thinking about all the people I know who have disabilities, which is the official term now. And are we as a society accommodating enough, understanding enough? What do we do? Do would you want to have surgery if it was performed by a one-armed surgeon as opposed to a two-armed surgeon? You know, your story reminds me of when my daughter Rebecca graduated from Gallaudet. She got her MSW here in DC at Gallaudet. And the president spoke and he, he, what he said has stuck with me and I think it's worth repeating. And I think it should be the basis of our discussion. He said to the students, there's only one thing that you cannot do. You cannot hear. You can do everything else. There's no reason to hand out little cards showing sign. There's no reason for you not to take jobs. The only thing you cannot do is hear. And you just brought up a surgeon that found adaptive ways. I, I, as a society, we need to start looking at each other, not even using the word disability or handicapped parking, or when I was young, someone was a cripple. You know, we had all these nasty derogatory ways to put people down rather than saying there is something that this individual has trouble doing or cannot do the way someone who is blind can't see. Now with new technologies, there are glasses and sonar I was reading about that allow someone who's partially sighted or blind to be able to navigate streets. I don't know if I wanna use the word seeing, but they are seeing. And there's cochlear implants. And that's another question that brings up some different questions or problems. However, why not take what he said at the graduation and you say to someone, there are some things I can't do and I'm going to see ways to adapt to it, or I'm not gonna take jobs that require something that I cannot do. Surgery now is more and more performed with robots. Now, I don't mean androids doing a this and that. When you see the surgical robots, they're the machines that are completely articulated and the surgeons many times are sitting at a computer or they're, they're wearing microscope glasses and directing the computer or they're directing the robot. Their hands are not actually doing it. The robot is, so it's more exacting. Companies are using robots to assemble cars and machines where we had human beings. We need to begin to look at other people as human beings and say, gee, there are some things that you physically cannot do or maybe emotionally. There are some things I emotionally can't handle. So rather than labeling anyone, let's find adaptive ways. Let's work together. However, the starting point is we're all human.
And as human beings, either we have accidents or we're born without certain abilities, without being able to do some things. Okay, doesn't make anyone less of a person, less human, just means there's something that individual either cannot do or has trouble. And like he, he said at the graduation, the only thing you can't do is, and you fill in the blank. And so I can't run the marathon. Well, maybe I could train for it, possibly. I don't particularly want to. Maybe I could summit Everest, my osteoarthritis 75. Not quite sure. However, then I'm going to stop and go, I'm not going to participate in those activities. And we have so much with computers. Look at this. Look at what we're doing now with recording, with Zoom, with meetings of all kinds, with being able to work remotely. Look at everything that's going on that was not possible. So what that means is if I have a, a problem with my mobility, let's say my osteoarthritis, I can't stand anymore, okay? Then I could do services seated, or I could, if I, for whatever reason, couldn't leave my home, I could do religious services Zooming. I could do them remotely and maybe not as satisfying, but possibly I could even be in the same building that people would be watching on a screen. It's adapting people rather than labeling and saying, oh, there's something wrong with them. Or so you're saying what we shouldn't do is let disabil our disabilities limit us. And that's what he was saying to the students. But what about the other side of the coin? Should people, should we start to look at people with, for lack of a better term, disabilities and say, just because that person can't do this or can't do that, it doesn't mean that they won't necessarily be able to do the job I want them to do. Right, it's, it's called irrelevant attributes. Often we hire people and on, when we interview them, we're examining irrelevant attributes. Take a firefighter. One's religion is an irrelevant attribute. One, whether one's sexual orientation, irrelevant attribute. What is important is that that individual can climb the tower and carry me down the ladder at 185 pounds. That's relevant. And if he can't, he or she can't do that, then they shouldn't be a firefighter. But other things are irrelevant. Yet too but if he often, can but if the firefighter can do it with one artificial leg or one artificial arm or uh, cochlear yeah, That's implants. fine with me. I'm on the third floor of a high rise. As long as the tower can come to my window and he, can, he or she can reach in, carry me down that ladder, sexual orientation, religion, hair color, eye color, it's all irrelevant. What's relevant is for that job. And I think that's something we need to do for all of us is what's relevant and not examine interview or put on the checklist, things are really irrelevant for the job. If I can use a computer that talks to me and I can do the job, then the fact that I have trouble with my sight doesn't matter, does it? Because you're gonna say, this is the job, can we adapt the equipment? Will, it, will you perform? Okay, and we don't do that. Too often we look at individuals and we do it with emotions. We do it with other kinds of, people who have problems being in crowds or individuals that don't want to go outside or 
They're, because of the pandemic, we're a little reluctant to kiss or touch each other. For some people, it's not just the pandemic. They're like that all the time. And so again, what does the job require? And we want to take a look at people as human beings. Otherwise, we're going to be excluding a lot of people that could be doing a wonderful job based on irrelevant attributes. I so see. I think that should be added to any job questionnaire. Would you drop the rabbi if you had to carry him down a ladder? <laughs> I think that would be very important for me anyway. Well, thank you very much, Rabbi. Again, as always, helpful thoughts to carry into the workplace. And that's our goal being to producing these sessions is just to get people thinking and coming up with solutions. Thank you, Joe.